Second John. Second John is a love letter. Let's read it. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out in the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, such as one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you do not lose what we have worked for, but may in full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. Does anybody know who the lady is? Yes. Who is that? It's 15 now. Pardon me? It's a female. <laughs> Very good. Very good. The question is, do you know who her sister is? Uh, yes, it has to be a female. So, who's writing? John. John. I think so. Some people think not, but John, an older John, that's Most the John we know. Ooh. It sounds so, like John. It sounds like, John. yes, it does very much sound like John. It is, and it's some John that knows John very well, and calls himself John as well. He, ha he has a nickname, um, the beloved disciple, and he's writing a love letter. You know, we don't know who the female is, but it's all about love. And, uh, um, you know, He's just writing. Now, there's, got, there's a guy called Polycarp. Uh, he was a bishop, and uh, um, he followed John from the time that he was uh, a disciple of Jesus. And uh, he mentions that uh, John was the youngest disciple. Okay, so he was the baby, the baby in the group. And uh, by this time, uh, which is about 90, Okay, so if he was 20 then, he would have lived about 70 years. You know, so he's, he's getting up there in age. So um, by this time, most of the other disciples have died. So the baby is now the, uh, the head of the church. <laughs> At least the, the church as we know it. The uh, yep, yep, the network. <clears throat> But um, he's, um, he's very old, and uh, I'm sure he's met a lot of people, okay? Um, 
No, the identity of the female is not uh, is not known from the book or elsewhere. Okay, there are uh, there are multiple heresies um, that um, uh, John started a uh, a group of people who followed him. And uh, that one female actually got to be president of that group. And, uh, you know, that's who he's writing to. But, uh, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say. And uh, sometimes it's just slander and uh, trying to get our, our eyes off the target. But no, he doesn't say who it is. Um, we do know that she's married because he talks about her children. And, um, you know, he says very nice things about her, but uh, uh, we're fo focus focusing on the salute this morning. Um, he's not, um, he's not uh, mentioning uh, Patmos. Patmos is where he, uh, where he was exiled to for causing trouble. Um, so, you know, he's not, he's not close to being dead yet, but, um, you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, they did used to live longer than that, but, uh, you know, it's about 95 degrees. So, I mean, 90, AD, AD. <coughs> so he, so he's, uh, he's getting up there. So um, that's, that's the writer. Uh, he's writing this letter to the elect lady, okay? And he uses very specific terms for her, for her children, and for uh, her sister. Who can pick, what, pick out what those are? Uh, so this is too far gone, or too far gone to be Mary and uh, um, Jesus' brothers and sisters. Because mm. you know he uses the elect lady, and of course Mary was the sort of the elect for. The okay, I, I'm I'm going to not go there because. Um, it's speculation. Yes, yes, a little, a little bit, but uh, um, here, here's the reason I'm not going to go there. Um, the uh, elect word that he uses. He uses it for the children, and he uses it for the sister as well. Oh. Now, we don't know that, Mercy, that uh, Mary had a sister, and uh, if he's talking about uh, the same word in all three instances, he's talking more about election than being picked. Yes. Yes, walking in the truth. Uh, he holds them the elect. Um, the word elect, it's a, it's a predestination uh, kind of word. It is, uh, it is meant to say, okay, I know what you're going to do and I'm going to work with it. Or I know that you are going to do this, therefore um, we go there. Election is always a controversial topic, so uh, we're not going to get too deep into it. But this lady was chosen as a um, as a salvation kind of kind of thing. So we can say very truly that okay, you're a Christian. I am happy to hear that your children are Christian and are walking in the Word. Your Christian sister as well is walking together. So we know it has to be a Christian person. Um, uh, and we're going to see more about that in just a minute. Um, it looks like if John is willing to call a specific person an elect, then before they're dead, then the Apostle John must have believed that he cannot lose. I mean, we should. <laughs> the Apostle John must have believed that we can't lose our salvation. Because if he saw fruit in this person, then he goes, well, she's safe. Mm -hmm. She's safe. And then see that her kids, too. Yep. Yep. Um, no, not going to look. 
um, it says to the elect lady and her children. Um, it says, I love that lady in truth. I really, really, really love you. Okay, it is, it is uh, um, talking about the truth and uh, I'm gonna go with the truth being uh, the facts of the gospel because that's always what, he's, what he has been talking about in, uh, in the gospel. And in the first John, every time he was talking the truth, it had to be, you know, the the gospel and um, and the chain of command, as we described it uh, multiple times. Okay, um, it says, "I love this lady. Your children love the lady. Everyone who knows her loves the lady." Okay, and it says all who believe love her as well. Okay, so he's like he's he's not being uh, narrow-minded. He's saying, "Hey, I love you. I know you." He says, "These people around you, they love you because they know you." He says, "All the people that I've been talking to in this in this church, as far as it is now, they love you too. Why?" because she knows the truth, okay? Uh, we call it the, the, um, the beloved disciple, and he also was talking about love. We said the love was the expression by which we were gonna be understood. Um, in uh, the gospel it says, they will know that you're Christians by your love, by the way you love, you show your love to other people. Okay, so how, how do, well, Henry, it's up to you and Chris to carry this, because nobody else has been here for the duration. <laughs> okay, we, we, we said that uh, how we love each other had, had different steps, and we described them a um, couple of times. Okay, what do you think? We said love, love was uh, sacrificial. Right. Love was without limits. Okay. Um, God so loved the world, He just loved everybody in it. And uh, He loved sacrificially because He gave His own life so that everybody would have a chance. Well, okay. You're looking at the, better, or, uh, the welfare of the other person. Mm hmm. So it was not self-seeking, and uh, you know we said that the fruit of the spirit was um, very close to a very good exp um, demonstration of uh, of what love is. Okay, and so this gives more like agreement and evidence to like when Jesus is like, "These are my brothers and sisters," and mm -hmm. when Paul's like, "It's a body." It's a body. John's over here is like, yeah, we abide, we abide. It's like his word he loves. Is it venom? And we go over this many times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, another thing you could maybe think about, maybe the chosen ladies, the home church, and the, the other sisters would be the church's offshoots from us. No, it can't. No, if, if we were to use allegoric interpretation yes but he is very specific to saying I love this lady and he's talking about her and her children okay uh, so we're talking about um, physical reproduction okay the one that they that he doesn't talk about is uh, her husband so where's the husband it's some actual woman. And so it has to be an actual woman and then um, um, when he speaks of the sister, you know, it's like, okay, can it be a sister church? Uh, yeah, we use that word. Uh, but he doesn't say sister church or sister brethren. Um, yes? Christ, to the bride of Christ, the church, and the female, the female bird, or the 
bride of Christ. So maybe it could be a local congregation and the children being those that are, are there, part of it. Can you um, find a verse that says that the bride has a sister? No. And that the bride is having children? Well, the children are part of it. Well, you're separating the children and the bride. <laughs> if, I mean... Like, Because you got like, I, I see. The, the bridegroom and groom, that's one metaphor. You got the, fan, the father and the children. You got the head and the body. Like, yeah. Is that a mixture of them? Or? Well, the, I don't see it as a mixture. I mean, I think he's talking to a woman. Oh, no, no, I do too. I'm just saying, if we try to look at it the other way, isn't that like mixing them? Yes. Like, you got the, the family part, but then we're going to bring in the bride part. It's like, well. And that's where that's where the uh, alternate uh, alternate interpretations come in, uh, where where he was uh, where John was uh, accused of forming a different sect, and finally this one lady had risen to the top where only men had been before. Okay, now I don't see it that way. If this lady is following the truth, and if she's teaching her children the the truth. And if these children are practicing the truth, and if Paul is seeing her actions and her children's actions about the truth, it has to be a person. And then at the end, he speaks of her sister and the truth. Okay, and he's connecting everybody to the truth. It has to be, it has to be a um, a very particular person. Okay, so we have, we got the writer. We have the person he's addressing. And then he's got the salutation. It says grace. What is grace? God's favor. Unlimited. Yep. It says grace. Be with you. Mercy. What is mercy? Withholding. That, that word better be in your thesis. <laughs> what is mercy? Free pardon and forgiveness. Okay. And peace. What is peace? Is peace being in a, in a bathtub with bubbly water just relaxing? Having a, like, no conflict relationship, like a relationship that will not. Relationship with whom? Well, I mean, there's like peace with God as a relationship yes. that won't break. Well, but I think that's what he's referring to here. Okay, so in in all three, it's a it's a relationship with uh, God or with Christ, and um, and he puts them all three together. So it's not. You know, not just one or the other. He's just saying, packed, stacked, <laughs> overflowing. Okay. Um, this is, it says, from God the Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Okay. So, I mean, back to, back to our, our, we had God. And he loves us so very much that he gives us Jesus. And Jesus loves us so very much that he's uh, uh, willing to go to the cross and, uh, and uh, give his life for us. Okay. 
Now, with that kind of salutation, I mean, what's left? Okay? He's just, he's just saying, hey, love you so very much. Feel the love. Okay? Then he goes into the, into the congratulations. Okay? And it's, it's, it's a long-lost art of writing letters. But um, he says, I rejoice greatly that I found your children walking in the truth as we have received the commandment from the Father. Okay? So, he's saying, I'm rejoicing. I'm happy. I'm cheerful. Why? Because the truth is being passed on. Because the truth is being put out there. Because he's thriving. Okay? And uh, it says, we... Uh, in the truth, as we will have received the commandment. What's the commandment? One of the Ten Commandments? What did John 15 says? This is my commandment, that you love one another. Okay. It's John. Let John prove it. John right, right? Yes. Okay, Bible proves itself. So the commandment is um, is to love one another. Okay. Uh, in your translation, find does it say find some of your children or just find your children? Uh, I am going to take that as a, as a, as a. Um, I'm gonna. Well, well, I'm putting a positive spin on it because he doesn't say that the other ones were not, but they have. It's just the kids he's talked to are doing great. Right. Right. Okay. The word some, there's some. That means some are and some aren't. Okay. The other thing that that uh, kind of kind of um, took it the other way. I found two translations that do not say some. Yeah. It just says your children. I'm assuming the ones he talked to are good. That's okay. He's thankful for the process. We could, I can go with that. Okay. So uh, he says, I rejoice that I found your uh, children doing well, and they are following the commandment to love one another from the Father. Um, Okay, then he proceeds into a request. Who can tell me what the request is? To love one another. Yes, one another. Love one another. He did this in First John, right? Yes. This is now. I need you to listen to something new, although it's old. Let me just listen to something new. It's the new. Love one another. But okay. Verse five, the request that we walk after His commandment. Now that's the second time He brings out the commandment. That's the third time from John that He brings out the commandment. What is the commandment? To love one another. Okay. What is it important to love one another? How do we demonstrate that? First, we. Should we have a physical demonstration towards the um, immediate members. We have a physical demonstration towards non-believers. And that's where the non-believers are going to say, they will know that you are Christians by the way you love one another. Okay? So, she, he's saying, keep on loving. Um, Paul keeps on touching on this. Uh, um, on First Thessalonians, he says, uh, uh, Touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase. Keep on loving. Okay? Continue loving. Okay? So, the commandment to love one another. It says, from the beginning. Beginning what?
that's that's the that's the John Gospel. Okay, that that would be a, a good beginning from the time that he became a disciple, from the time that he was taught by Jesus. And what does he say? Hey, hey, listen, we were there. We saw it. We touched them. We hugged them. We kissed them. We know who that was. Don't lose that. Keep on loving the way he did. Okay. John 15, 12, he says, This is my commandment, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. That was Jesus talking. Uh, John 15, 17, These things I command you, that you may love one another. Okay. Just in case you did not know why he's called the disciple of love, this is why, because everything is about love. Okay. This is such a this is such a call to all of us to know how to define love to non Christians. Definitely. Like John is so clearly here assuming like you he explains it many times. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Things that are so not like the world, like abiding in each other, something from the beginning, something that's from Jesus, you know, it's but that's not how the world defines love. But they, they cherry pick out of this John so mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to define like what is love, like the lesson you taught for love is that Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sin. That's what love is. Right. And what are they going to do? They're going to try to twist that into something else. And they do. Okay. Then um, Paul says, I have some bad news to share to you. What are the bad news? Just the, the deceivers. The deceivers. What did he call them? This is the Antichrist. Now, we, we went into a uh, more... Uh, specific designation of what the Antichrist was. It's not necessarily just one man. Anti just means against. So it could be anybody who is against God. It could be anybody who is uh, not in favor of God, doesn't have to be actively fighting for it. So we can talk agnostics, we can talk um, um, all those guys who say, well, you know, Legalist. You know, I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to disagree with you. You know, just go along as it gets. Okay, so the Antichrist, he's a deceiver. And we can see that from the beginning of history or the beginning of the Bible. Did God really say that? Okay, and uh, he just causes, causes, uh, causes dissension in the ranks. Okay, and all throughout the Bible, we see that that's his name, the great deceiver. Okay, so um, he continues and he says, anyone that is the Antichrist denies Christ. Denies Christ, so he didn't exist. Well, we've heard that one before. Okay, he was just a good prophet. He was just a good man. But that's not what they're doing. What are they doing? What's the purpose behind that? Oh, uh, to distort your understanding or to bring your understanding of Christ to the point, at least when we taught in class, is to bring it to a point of error mm -hmm. and then from there a point of untruth. Doubt, yeah. Step yeah. by step. Okay, so if we deny the man, if the man didn't exist, then the gospel becomes null and void. Okay, and if the gospel is not real, what did Paul say? You might as well go to hell. Okay, so they're attacking the man and they're trying to put him down. So that's the Antichrist again. Um, he calls them deceiver. He says they deny Christ. He calls them delusional. There are many seducers, he says. There are many. 
Who can who can na- who can name some of the ones that we've seen here? Well, you got a lot of cults around. Mm, yeah. Focus on John's time. Gnostics. Okay. Yes. Judaizers. Okay. Get closer. Let's see, what was it? The Sadducees. Okay, now, yeah, yeah, Sadducees and the, and the heresies and all them seas. Okay, but he says there's some among you, right? He says there's some among you that are just going to be troublemakers. He says, and then there are those that have left from you. Why did they leave? Because they were not of us. They couldn't agree with us because they didn't believe uh, uh, as truthfully as we do. Okay, and then there are those out there already, you know, that their whole purpose is to bring down Christ, to bring down the gospel, to bring down every every possibility that um, that they can get to. Um, In a way, Antichrist has two definitions. One definition is against Christ, and the other definition is in place of Christ. In other yes. words, they're saying, I am the Messiah of mm. Christ. Okay, we know that's going to be the, it's probably the one, man, one man show at the end, but yeah, that's what it is. Okay, that's the same question that, he, that uh, uh, Lucifer asked Eve. Did he really say? This a... I always think of uh, of uh, Dante's Inferno. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. Okay, it's like, yeah, okay, your choice. Still in hell. Okay, <laughs> but he says there are seducers. Do not ally with them. What does that entail? And that's what it says. It says, watch yourselves. Be careful. Pay attention. Pay attention to what? There's one truth. You know this truth. And he says it over and over and over again. From the beginning, we've been teaching you this. God sent his son. And even when we were sinners, he died for us. And he died for us. So all sin was done and done away with. Okay, that's the truth. He says, watch yourself. They're going to try, try to change that story. They're going to attack the man. They're going to attack the message. They're going to attack the result. In Paul's time was, oh, there is no resurrection. Why is there no resurrection? Because there is no gospel. Why is there no gospel? Because there is no man. So he's saying, watch out. They will try to teach, to change this message. Okay. It says, watch yourself so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may get a full reward. What's the reward? Eternal life. Eternal life. In Jesus. Because the other ones are going to have eternal life too. But... They're in a different place. It's eternal death. (laughs) Eternal suffering. And what he's mentioned a couple of times, but confidence in seeing him face to face. Mm -hmm. Now, confidence now, assurance now, seeing him face to face. Even if it's wavering, even if we're fighting, even if we are doubting, even if we are. Yes. Yes. Well, Paul did the same thing. Even so, Lord, come. Come, this is getting bad. 
Okay? So it says, do not ally with them. Do not hang out with them. Has anybody heard the saying, uh, bad company corrupts good morals? Okay? You hang out with them and you start agreeing with them. One of the, one of the worst things that can happen in corrections where I work is that uh, you're talking to an inmate and they tell you their little soppy story and they didn't do it and somebody framed them and uh, you know you keep on hanging around them and they will give you details and they will say um, will you do this one thing for me and it's like okay what do you need no wrong answer okay we don't do favors we don't do pleases we don't do anything that is not written on paper okay the truth is the truth watch out they will try to change that truth okay do not meet them do not engage them even says do not welcome in into your house do not give them a glass of water are we supposed to be so mean to slam the door on them i know people that that uh, say when the jehovah's witness come this you're not supposed to say you know not answer the door you're supposed to let them in have them a seat and offer them a glass of water what do you think it's not what this says that's <laughs> not what this says <laughs> Okay, this one I have to think through. Okay, because how are we going to talk to people about a message of Jesus Christ if we don't talk to them? At the Appalachian, uh, they called it uh, Frangilism. Frangilism. Okay, you. Yes, yes. But see, this one is do not hang out with them, do not. Um, you know, talk to them, do not invite them to your house. It's like, okay, what is he saying? He's saying, I can, my bottom line, it says, be careful what you do because your actions can be misinterpreted. Okay? If they are going to hear about Jesus, then you need to tell them. Yeah. Okay? But if you're hanging out at the rallies, then it's going to be assumed that you're supporting the candidate. Okay? And if you're on the wrong candidate, then that's on you. Okay? This is... Sorry. Can you talk about that right? <laughs> well, it, it, Isn't it the same thing with everything? Yeah. Okay? If you dress, okay, corrections. Okay? They are not allowed to have uh, red uh, bandanas hanging out of their pockets. They're not allowed to have blue bandanas out of, the, out of their pockets. That identifies you with a, with a particular gang. Okay? They are not allowed to wear uh, sleeveless shirts. Why? Because all the tattoos they have have markings on them that says, I belong to so and so and so or such and such. Okay, so he's saying, watch out. Okay, everything you do has consequences. Can I ask you a question? Sir? This is a really interesting topic. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. So, like, there's, this is just me thinking, my meditation on this. He talks about, like, love your neighbors, and then another time he says, love your, like, he talks about love your neighbors. Yes. And then he's like, love your enemies. Mm -hmm. I know it's the same thing. But he's talking about it from these two perspectives. Just all sheep are lost, but there's also wolves. Like there seems to be in, in the, the unbelieving community, the unbelieving you know, side of it, 
these different uh, in order. Careful, it seems to be different levels. He talks about don't cast your pearls before swine. Mm -hmm. And then he says, spread the gospel to the whole world, you know. So there seems to be this this place of discernment for us. Like, do you think that's maybe what he's talking about? Is he talking about like if they are like against don't bring them in your house. It's not gonna do anything to argue all night. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who God has clearly placed like, oh, I don't know. Are you are you preaching a different message and asking for a jet so you can go deliver that message faster? Yes. Yes. I guess that's a good answer. What happened? Give me just a second. Um, are you are you uh, we, we, televangelist? We have, we have that is like, saying, send me your money. Oh no, no. Okay. No. no. I'm just saying, like, we grew up in like the music area. And there's a lot of different people. There's people who are super against Christ. There's other people that are kind of maybe like they're against him for sure. They're definitely against him. Yeah. But they're much more open to listen. And I just I wonder if what he's talking about here is like these are the deceivers. Like these are the people who are going around, you know. Well, I, I think I think he would he would put him in there, you know. Uh, first he uses deceivers, then he uses antichrist. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so he's using both words. Yeah. So if he say if he's using the antichrist word as the televangelist that is just asking for your money, for <laughs> yeah. your blessings, those are going to be the wolves that are out to get you. Okay, if you are the old lady who is just sending the money in because uh, if you send your money in, God will bless you uh, 10 times fold, uh, then I think that would be a lost sheep that doesn't know any better. Still okay, which still needs to be interested in Christ. Sure. So that's where that's where you know I'm not so against uh, the the. Uh, uh, you know, helping the widows and the, uh, the orphans and the shut-ins and uh, that kind of thing. I mean, it's an awesome ministry because if you leave them in there, all they're going to do is watch TV. Yeah, and I don't want to open a wormhole, but I mean, this goes, this goes into church discipline. This goes all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Yeah. He says, don't even eat with them. Yes. And, and he also says, love your enemy. So this is how I love my enemy. Well, I, I love you, I love you, love you. Oh, inside, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, your, your job is to love them. Right. Okay. The change on the inside, yeah. that's up to God. Yeah. But your job is to give them the this truth. This list here of things to do, it's like... Or not to. This is things Christians argue about all the time. Like, how yes. do I love? It's like, well, it says it right here, how you do so. Yep. So, finally, he says the solution. What is the solution? Huh? Uh, yes, Henry, sorry. Uh, well, if you want... Sort of said, think of uh, people that go through the neighborhood there, Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever. And if you jaw with them outside, well, you're talking to them. But if you invite them inside, it sort of gives an impression to the neighbors, hey, I like them. Mm -hmm. I believe in them. You know, in other words, you give them the welcome Where if you jaw outside, and, and then they come again, right? Or whatever. They come again, they're going to change you. There's a difference. Yes. <laughs> but if you invite them in the house, it, it's sort of you're endorsing them. Right. Yeah. Appearances can be so deceiving. Yeah. Okay, so the solution goes back to uh, um, John 15 3. We are enriched with holy love to the Father and the Son, and thereby prepared for the endless enjoyment of the Father's, the Father and the Son. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. And then he repeats in Revelation, the way to attain the full reward is to abide true to Christ and constant in the truth. Okay? Um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, 
because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Okay? So, he's given a problem. He's given you a solution. And then at the very end it says, I have more to say, but I'd rather not put it in paper. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather, go, I'd rather go home and hug mom. Letters, eh, they're only good for so much. Okay, calls, yeah, they work. But I'd rather be at home and hugging and loving on mom. And dad and sisters and brothers. This is one of those very, very cool kind of eerie and mysterious feelings of a Christian reading this letter. Because the narrative is that, oh, the letter ends here and you don't see them talk to each other. But we're going to see them talk to each other. Mm -hmm. That's the spookiness and the cool, That's like the awesome part of reading the Bible. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm part of the story. Yeah. Insane. We're going to notice but, this other, this other but that's that's the hope we have, right? That's the hope oh, that yes. Christ yes. gives us. She's elect. <laughs> we have a turn to figure out. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll go out on a detective line for a detective. I have silly questions. Why did you put those long strings in Saturday? You can't chew up I just have one question for Adam. What were you thinking? <laughs> Why did you listen to that woman? You're going to see Adam being like, same as you. Oh! oh. <laughs> we're having a good time now. <laughs> just wait till you get home. <laughs> okay, last line. Your sister says hi. <laughs> He says, the children of your sister greet you. Okay. Now, I love the encouragement and I love the, uh, I love the uh, warmth of being all here in church together. May it never end. Um, you know, and... Uh, well, I guess wherever he is, the dear lady's sister's nearby her. There you go, yeah. Or maybe he's, maybe even she's supporting him or whatever. Or anyway, I guess. Uh, A lot of questions that come out with this. Children. Yes. Children of your sister's or chosen sister. Maybe the sister's not even alive, but the children are. Possibly. So, it's a letter, it's a long lost art, writing, you know, I don't, I don't. Maybe we'll have to ask John a lot of questions when we get there. <laughs> I'm going to start with Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to start with Jesus. What do you think? That is a topic of uh, very much discussion and disagreement and. Uh, yeah. no, 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 no. Whatever he says, whatever he says is going to work. That's all. I know. It's going to work. All of revelation, whatever you read, is going to work. I promise. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it will appear in the kind of way that he described. That's all. Whatever it is. Well, you have. Like, oh, that's what I said. That's you you have to remember. He saw it with human eyes, yeah. and he understood it through human eyes. And his culture dictated most of what he was seeing and saying. Okay, that is not us. Yeah. You know, here I am, proof. My culture, where I was born, and my culture where I am now, they have difference differences. The language yeah. doesn't translate to the other language. Exactly. Not totally. Yeah. Thought, yeah, maybe, but uh, 
innuendos and, uh, and uh, uh, phrases that just have not the same meaning and not a total meaning and then that kind of thing. But uh, um, it is what it is. And uh, when we get there, then uh, we'll have one language, telepathy. <laughs> I will say though, like it seems that there's a rhythm in the Bible where when things are prophesied, whatever the impact ends up being seems to be more than we thought it was going to be. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like oh, when he when the Messiah gets here, he's going to free us from the Romans. He's like, no, I'm going to save the world. Like, it's always crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's such a fun thing to read and to hopefully not argue but talk about and get excited about with each other with Revelation because it's like this impact is going to be huge. Every line that you read today. And what do we have? We have a vision that it's about 20, 30 years. Okay. Past and before us. You ask, okay. I was was in uh, Italy when the wall came down Uh and uh, uh, Berlin Wall. And uh, we went to, to the wall, and we chopped a piece of it. And uh, Jesse had to take a uh, show and tell um, to his school when he was little. And, and I gave him a piece of the wall. Okay. Now, to me, that was huge. Okay, politically, emotionally, uh, globally. And uh, he said exactly what I told him to say. And everybody says, why would you bring a piece of a wall? The kids didn't know what they um, 10, 12, 13. And, and you know, that, that's only, what, 30 years ago? So our, our field of vision is right here. You know, God's is over there. So he says, hey, I'm going to send you a savior. I'm not going to leave you in this mess. The savior come all the way over here. Because what were all these people here thinking? Ah, he forgot about us. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why he tells us to take one day at a time. That's true, dude. Mm-hmm.